carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, plus a single nitrogen atom. This, folks, is the neurotransmitter dopamine, the reason we're never satisfied for very long. If you're someone who's prone to completing a goal, feeling meh when you achieve it, and then swiftly moving on to the next thing, this episode is for you. I'm no stranger to that unsettling phenomena of nexting myself. After finishing my PhD at Cambridge University, I was so sick of my thesis and the daily beans on toast that I wanted to move on to finding a job. I couldn't be bothered to celebrate what felt like old news and an old identity. Next! Then there was sitting on the beach during my last vacation 200 years ago. I was already planning the next one. Oh my god, little did I know, hey? And then just last week, I was wearing the snappy red leather jacket I bought for the first time, and I thought, I need this in green now too. In the loop-de-loop of more, next, hurry up, nothing ever feels enough, at least not for long. So if you're prone to the nexties, I'm glad that you're here. You're gonna learn a powerful series of techniques to help you put a crowbar into that nexting machinery. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Dr. Mandy Leto, and this is Enough, the podcast, a show where anyone who identifies as a burnt-out overachiever and or perfectionist can find community and a safe, encouraging space to practice laying down the hustle. Ready? Let's go. I'm kneeling on a small stool in an ornate hall. I'm wearing my black academic robes with the white and scarlet silk hood tossed around the back. I've splurged on Walford stockings. I have that slight surreal feeling like I'm living in a movie. The woman in robes and the funky velvet hat that looks a bit like a throw pillow with a big tassel on it nods at me. I'm up. I approach and kneel on the little velvet stool. She clasps my hands in hers and looks me square in the eye. She starts speaking in Latin. I have no idea what she's saying, so I try to look smart and smile in the right places. But honestly, whatever she's saying doesn't actually matter that much. This is my moment, the precise second that all my many inadequacies will melt away because I've made it. I am being doctored at Cambridge University, something that felt like an impossible goal to a girl who grew up shoveling cow poop on a farm in rural Canada. So the sun is streaming through the windows as I kneel, receiving this rather lengthy Latin version of, woohoo, high five sister, you did it. At least that's what I'm telling myself she was saying. And I stand to receive the diploma with a scarlet seal, the culmination of thousands of hours of writing and research, not to mention working hard to hide the constant feeling of not belonging at this grand institution. The graduates shuffle out to trumpet fanfare that makes me stand a little taller. It's sunny. There are tall flutes of bubbly. People are hugging and mingling. The precision lawns are the perfect shade of billiard table green. And then, well, nothing. The diploma was there the next morning as proof of this epic achievement. And yet I realized, groan, that I was still the same insecure, hard on myself person with no job and a sketchy wardrobe. My hard-earned doctorate wasn't enough 
Now I needed an impressive job. Next. In his book, The Molecule of More, Dr. Daniel Lieberman says something that made me go, hmm. He says, dopamine has no standard for good and seeks no finish line. The dopamine circuits in the brain can be stimulated only by the possibility of whatever is shiny and new, never mind how perfect things are in the moment. The dopamine motto is more. It's all about the pursuit of novelty and acquisition. So from dopamine's point of view, Dr. Lieberman adds that having things is uninteresting. It's only getting things that matters. So dopamine cultivates this perpetual dissatisfaction. So that feeling of you never being or having enough, that is dopamine at work, folks. It's all about rosy future possibilities. That feeling of anticipation of how things will get better if you just nail the next promotion or buy the next watch or the next gadget or the next handbag. But whenever the future thing becomes present, like me getting my doctorate or the red leather jacket, dopamine shuts down. It doesn't process experience in the real world, Dr. Lieberman says. So many things that feel eagerly anticipated can feel a bit like a letdown when they actually happen. I spent 20 minutes Googling how to say that sucks in Latin, and the best I could find was merda est. So what can we do to stop nexting? Or at least try lessening it, because honestly, this whole thing is such a joy suck. Have you ever heard of H and N neurotransmitters? Hmm, me neither. Dopamine expert Dr. Lieberman says, we have brain chemicals that allow us to experience satisfaction and to enjoy whatever we have in the present moment. He calls them the H and N neurotransmitters. H and N for here and now. So dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter that ensures that happiness and success is just the next promotion or degree or trinket or gadget away, that's supposed to be in this delicate juggling act that's balanced with the here and the now so that when we actually achieve the thing, we feel good about it. But the modern world tends to take us out of balance because it's all about dopamine 24-7. So what can we do to bring them back into balance? I have three suggestions. Let's find out. First, we learn to celebrate. So cue the cool and the gang. So remember when dopamine is driving your bus, it's always forward focused and it's totally disinterested in whatever you've already achieved. Celebration, however, happens in the here and now. So if you suck at celebrating your achievements, let's try to make this a new habit together. BJ Fogg is the founder director of the Behavior Design Lab at Stanford University, and he says we have many ways of telling ourselves, I did a bad job, or I didn't do enough, or I need to do more. And we have very few ways of saying, I did a great job. This merits celebration. Go me. So he calls celebration a habit fertilizer. I love that. So every time you celebrate, you create a positive feeling on demand. And those positive feelings help you to reinforce the new fledgling habit of celebrating your wins in the here and now. So let's imagine you have a positivity remote control and your thumb is on the red button whenever you celebrate. So think of a win, no matter how small. So for me, 
I meditated this morning. And then I looked at my statistics after breakfast of my podcast and realized I had the highest ever number of listens in my latest episode with Susie Redding. So Stanford, what tips do you have for us on what celebration could look like in that case? So it could be a fist pump with a yes when I take out my headphones after meditating tomorrow. Or it could be a yay me, whatever my statistics show on my podcast episode, because I made this for you and it was fun. So celebrations, fist pumps, a yes, imagining fireworks or trumpet fanfare, all of these are ways of clicking your red button on your positivity remote control. So pick one and think, what small win could you celebrate today with a fist pump or whatever your version of that could look like? This is so fun. The next thing is creativity. Dr. Lieberman says activities that combine intellectual stimulation and physical activity are great ways to mix up dopamine and the here and now neurotransmitters. So things like cooking, gardening, playing an instrument or a sport, painting, knitting, anything where your brain and hands work together to create something new. So a coach I used to work with sent me on a five rhythms dancing class as homework. Oh, I was so resistant. Like, what was the point of this? Why couldn't I just freeform dance in my living room and tick the damn box? For those of you who aren't familiar with five rhythms dancing, it's exactly what it says on the tin. So there's these five distinct rhythms. They start from slower. They, they peak at the chaos rhythm, and then they come back down. So you're freeform dancing with all these other sweaty people, and there's absolutely no point to it. There's nothing to ace. There's nothing to compete at or win at. I started this session feeling so resentful, kind of side-eyeing all of these, air quotes, weirdos who were here to like sweat and dance together. What a waste of time and time I didn't have. By the end, I was glad I went. I mean, not glad enough to ever go again, but I was glad that I had the experience. So when you start up a creative thing, whatever it is, it doesn't need to be five rhythms dancing, your inner critic might assure you that you have way too many things to do to be starting something that is, air quotes, utterly pointless. Like what a self-indulgent luxury, right? Please remember <laughs> to fist pump yourself after playing your guitar that you've dusted off or writing a poem or making your sourdough loaf or knitting that wonky scarf. Celebrate the creativity. It is a way out of nexting. The final tip I'll share to dehabitualize nexting is nature. Get outside every single day. And if you're lucky enough to have a desk in front of the window, or you're able to move your desk in front of a window, stop now again and take in the scene outside. Being in nature, even giving yourself the micro break of looking outside a couple times a day, brings us into the here and now. Nature is full of complex and unexpected patterns. There's so much detail to explore. In her new book, And Breathe, self-care advocate Susie Redding talks about nature therapy and how we can use different landscapes to create different energetic effects for ourselves. The way a forest or a woodland can give you a sense of grounding and safety and stability, for example. If you haven't already, check out my conversation with Susie in episode 28. Tons of goodies there. 
So I use my daily dog walk to create myself into the world. How do I want to feel? What do I want to create today? What am I going to embody? Who do I want to love on and support? And when I've done that, I simply let myself be present and notice the complex and beautiful ecosystem of life that I have the privilege of being part of. The muddy grass, the wind, the dogs sniffing each other's butts, the budding trees, the bird poop on the path, the cute couple canoodling on the park bench. Ugh, nature and paying attention to our surroundings is the ultimate way of being present in the here and now. So get outside, or at the very least, look outside. Celebration, creativity, and getting out in nature. That is your prescription for unnexting. This is a loving reminder that this work takes time. There's no quick fix to unwind years and maybe even decades of being dopamine driven. So please be patient with yourself. If you know a fellow Nexter who needs this episode, please share it. And then of course, high five yourself. And if you're not already on my microblog, The Juice, head on over and get yourself fixed up on my website at mandyletto.com. Thank you so much for listening and sharing. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this all again in two weeks.